On Only. Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. And now, here's your host and personal guide, award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, taking you around the world in style, Jill Pater. I'm your host, Kevin, along with my partner, Sam. Sam, how's it going today? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Are you ready to go to Berlin and the Baltics today? I'm very ready. Awesome. Well, we are here, as always, with our travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks. Awesome, Jill. Okay, so Berlin and the Baltics. Uh, why Berlin and the Baltics? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with Berlin first. Berlin, I think, is it's one of my favorite cities in Europe. Um, it, it just has that great cross-section of culture, political history that we, you know, have all known about sure. for years. Food, uh, you know, definitely a younger city, fun, great place to go out. Um, it's kind of the best of all worlds and a great, it's a great place to travel from to other countries in the Baltic region as well. Um, okay, so... Is Berlin a representative of Germany as a whole? Like, do you get uh, a pretty good idea of the entire country by just going to Berlin? It's definitely German, but I think it's quite unique. It's pretty different, I would say, than other German cities. It's much more artsy, creative. Um, You know, it's kind of like, for our comparison in Los Angeles, the Venice of of Germany. Sure. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it, it definitely has its own... Its own feel. Mm-hmm. Its so own feel to it. Berlin is one of the very few cities that you have been to that I have also been to. All right. And so one of the crazy things that I saw in Berlin is you, you reference that kind of art um, you know, community, the mm-hmm. artist community, which is big. But isn't there also something to do with like squatters or something? Because there's an area that was you know kind of down the road from my hotel. It was like a massive warehouse that was basically taken over by people squatting. But it was super like – you know, graffiti and painted and artisy. So I was just, is that a thing that you saw? I didn't see that of? there, but I wish we had that here in LA. It would certainly make yeah, the cost it's... of living more affordable. But yeah, you definitely see, you know, a lot of these parts and especially on the east, east side of Berlin, you know, a lot of these super artsy places kind of emerging. I think a lot of that has been, you know, a little bit more gentrified and taken over um, in the last probably five to 10 years. Yeah, for sure. And that's when I was there, you know, I also felt it, it it wasn't a cultural like shock for me, right? It seemed kind of Westernized. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I got on just fine, like speaking English and was able to eat the food. What did you think about, you know, just be like Berlin in general? Was it difficult for you at all? Um, You know, did you, were you able to find kind of those creature comforts that we've talked about in the past? Yeah, super easy place to travel to, I found, um, throughout. I think the biggest surprise was just probably, you know, the living history there. It's something that we don't really have here in the U.S. because we're such a young country, but just the history of the past there and, the, and you know, coming – combining with the future, you know, has like a very young scene now, um, juxtaposed against its past and sure. the East and West and the split. And did just, you notice any, you know, any kind of absolutely old like school, like East and West? Definitely. You know, separation? the West is still much more gentrified yeah. in general and, and much more developed on a different level. Um, but I think that's what makes it such a great city to visit because the East has definitely kind of more heart and guts right. and soul and like, you know, 
especially for younger people, I think it's it's, it's slightly more interesting and artsy in okay. that way. So you get like the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Sounds like a busy, you know, like busy place to be. So, of course, that begs the question, what's the nightlife like? <laughs> the only thing Sam cares about. <laughs> yeah. What is food, the nightlife? Food and nightlife. <laughs> and I dance. Um, both are great there, food and yeah. nightlife. I mean, there is... There is so much to do. You got like crazy rave scene too. Yeah, (laughs) if you're into that. If you're into that, like things go to like six a.m. Okay, I'll pass, but uh, (laughs) it's good to know. So good to know. Um, And so, how long did you stay? I stayed there for about ten days. Okay, Mm -hmm. was that enough time? It was. That's that's perfect. And the the great thing I love about you know just being in Europe is you're so close to everything. For us, you know, coming from the U.S., that's that's not normal. You can't just like fly or hop on a train to uh, to somewhere else. And so it's just a great landing pad to go and do other um, to do other travel from as well. Okay, that's good. Uh, What was your What was your favorite part and why of being in Berlin? I think I love you. Know, so I love architecture and design, and probably going to the Bauhaus Museum there. So that you know, oh, yeah. it's a birth of Bauhaus design, and and so learning about it and seeing it. I think also too the art galleries. I knew you know Berlin had a rich art scene, but I didn't realize just how prolific it was until I was there for the first time. Um, you know, just seeing all that, and and it's also pretty condensed. Like you have you know the Reichstag, and you have. Um, the gardens and just different museums and memorials and um, tons of – it's just so much of everything, but it's pretty compact, so it's easy to visit. From, without from being, one place to another. Right, to go from one place to the okay. other without being overwhelming. You know, it's not – obviously not the size of like a London or a Paris. Right. It's very manageable. Well, so now since this is Berlin and the Baltics, was it easy to get around to other countries kind of within that region? Super easy, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of, um, you know, discounted, you know, cheap flights in Europe to say you want to go to Riga or Tallinn, Copenhagen, Stockholm, yeah. Russia. Um, which was our last episode, St. Petersburg. Right. Very, very easy to do. And such a great region. That's one of my, it's, it was one of my favorite trips was traveling around that region. It's so close. It's so easy. Um, as, a, as a foreigner, it's not, you know, tough. You can get around language-wise. And it's just, you kind of know what to expect in each place to a certain extent. Right. So it's not, you don't have that, you know, you're in major cities and they're very gentrified. So do you, beautiful. when you go to those different cities and they're all, you know, relatively easy to get to from one or the other, mm-hmm. do you see much of a difference in the people, the culture, the architecture? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And all those things. And the basic things in terms of like transport getting getting to in a way, it's easy and streamlined, but definitely very different histories, different cultures, different food in all of those places. And I think that's what makes it such a rich experience because you can do that and your, and your travel time between places is so short. Yeah. Was there anything because of that? Was there anything that you were intimidated by? Like whether it was, you know, the language barrier or the people or just even transportation, just going from one place to another? Not really. I found it. I found it overall um, pretty easy. I think okay. for me, the hardest thing sometimes is is figuring out where to stay, like what neighborhood to stay in and, and what type of place to book, whether it's an Airbnb, hotel. Um, and so that's always – usually when I travel, that's kind of my biggest thing. I obsess over like which hotel I want to stay yeah. at and kind of not knowing necessarily the orientation of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always where I spend the most amount of time researching and 
So what did you do uh, for this particular trip and what time of the year did you travel? For this particular trip, I was there in summer. Okay. Our summer. I was in, I was there in June. Yeah. Oh, our okay. summer and their summer. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And I stayed in Prenzlauerberg in Berlin and I stayed in a, an apartment rental. It looked amazing online and it was. But the challenge I think sometimes with Airbnb and, and these things, especially if you're booking them by yourself, is there, if there's any kind of challenge with the place. You can't change rooms. You can't move. Right. Can't um, upgrade. It, yeah. And so in this yeah. particular case, the apartment I stayed in was was absolutely beautiful, but there was actually no sound. Um, no sound. That's the word I'm looking for. Buffer. And so it sounded like, oh. you know, like Everything? every Did car on the street. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I moved the bed like into the back, into the <laughs> back kitchen to sleep because it was, it, I mean, the apartment was absolutely beautiful, decorated in like mid-century modern yeah. design. So I was in heaven from the design point of view, but. Super loud. The super loud. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so sometimes that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of a risk you take with, you know, booking apartments mm-hmm. versus hotels. Hotel. Yeah. Okay. So which of the the nearby cities was your favorite to go to? That's a tough one because they're all, yeah, they're all, they're all great and they're all design places. That is, it's almost an impossible choice. I mean, we talked about St. Petersburg on our last episode. That was a great city. Um, Helsinki, I love for design, Stockholm for design, Copenhagen for design, and Tallinn and Riga for other reasons. So it's really hard for me to pick a favorite there. When you go, do you try to knock all of them out? In, in one trip, if you're working, if you're shooting architecture, or do you kind of, you know, make a point of going back to each place separately? So I usually have, there's usually a theme in mind, and I usually have a set amount of time that I can be there for. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, um, like these, the Baltics, I actually did at different points in time. Um, I didn't do them all at once. But I try to make the most of wherever I am. I try to make the most of the region while I'm there, given the amount of time I have. But you obviously don't want to push it too much because you want to be able to enjoy each place. Yeah. I, I feel like, just going back, I've been to Copenhagen, and I feel like, Everything is so thoughtful with the design, you know, in reference to design, um, every everything from the architecture, but also this sense of like a visual identity from city to city. They take so much pride in like designing how their city looks and feels and kind of everybody follows suit and is proud of that. How did you feel about that? Yes, absolutely. And in Copenhagen in particular, you know, everything's so clean, so refined. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a different, it's such a different for us traveling from the U.S., which is, you know, a big landmass with fewer city, you know, mm-hmm bigger distance between cities, it's kind of crazy to just be able to like hop around and go from city to city and have, you know, one great curated city to the next. It's it's really a, a treat. Yeah, that's interesting. Like a great curated city because that's what, how I felt. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, well designed and thought out. And the visual identity part of it, it's like they've really uh, made that a point to make it feel some type of way Absolutely. as a representation of their uh, – culture when it alludes to like art and you know all of that they take that into consideration when planning out their city yeah and the culture the cultural pride and design and food and and you know what it means to be you know what it means to be there and and, and then it is it it's so as a tourist you 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 perceive it so easily Mm -hmm. so it's it's just a great it's impressive. So yeah. you, you just mentioned food. What did you think of the food, the culinary scene? So culinary scene, I love I love German food. I'm, I have a German blood, so it's just like the worst <laughs> right. of like, yeah, all those things. And, you know, like all these cities, particularly in the Baltics, they're 
they're very international in a sense and refined. So you have the best of both worlds. You have all the traditional dishes and then everything you'd want from kind of an international perspective. But I love German food. It's it's oh, great pretzels. to go there. Yeah, the pretzels. Schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of kraut, sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best thing that you ate there? Like what was like one – if you could pick one meal – Jihad. That's a tough one. Um, but people want to know this. Yeah. I know. What is like, the go-to dish? <laughs> I know. The go-to dish. I think I love, like, in, in Berlin, like, the beer garden, even though I don't drink beer, but I, I love, like, the outdoor beer gardens, like, being it's outside. The whole atmosphere. It's kind of a gastropub scene okay. there. I love probably – like hands down the best. So yeah. traditional German food, but just done really well. Slight healthier twist, I would say, to it than okay. like German street food. Yeah. But that's kind of my favorite, just being out like in the open air gardens in summertime. Yeah. Everybody's out. There's live music. That I think is would be my culinary favorite there. So that kind of leads me to another question, right? So when you're not shooting, what what are you – I mean I know there's so much culture and thing, you know so many things to do in Germany or Berlin in particular. What else were you doing? Was there any cool sites to go to, cool museums, places? Absolutely. So some of the best art gal- – some of my favorite art galleries – in Europe are there. Um, and you just, you kind of, again, have to pick and choose as we talk about sure. in all of our cities, what you want to do and see. The Holocaust Memorial, the Jewish Museum, Checkpoint Charlie, um, the Bauhaus Museum, uh, Tiergarten, which is a beautiful garden, Reichstag, which is their parliament. Um, so much to do and see there, really. Do you ever, like, do you get exhausted just, yes. <laughs> just I do. I do. on all of your trips. Right. I do. No, it is. And that's kind of one of the, the things that I've had a challenge with more like, and more. Is there a because, spa you like to go to? Or yeah. <laughs> it is It is hard because you're in these places for a finite amount of time and you want to take, you want to make finish. the most sure. of it. Right. And for me, it's very hard not to try to do it all. And that's a very bad strategy yeah. as we talked about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have your places and all these, like all of the, the national galleries there, they're, I mean, you could spend days in one of them. Right. So it's just, it's kind of managing that time and, and getting, you know, the best of both worlds. But yeah, I do have a hard time, especially in these kind of cities, relaxing. The nice thing is that in the other Baltic cities, like say Tallinn and Riga, you do have a little bit more kind of downtime. There isn't as, you know, there's certainly plenty to see, but it's not like as, as dense as say, Berlin in that yeah. respect. Uh, what type of challenge, challenges? Anything, you know, kind of pop up that was you weren't expecting? Anything like that? I think the biggest challenge is what we are just talking about in terms of, like, fitting it all in and figuring right. out, you know, especially in this region, figuring out how much time you want to spend in each place. I have to imagine, especially the way you travel, like FOMO is probably a real thing for you. <laughs> it is. Because you yeah. travel, you know, seven to ten days. There's so much to do. And, you know, I, I imagine it would be like, coming to the U.S. Like, there's right. so many cities to go to, so much to do. Right. And it's just tough to fit it all in. It is. I feel like it's like Disneyland every day. <laughs> right. Because you're just trying to do it all. Much bigger, right? right. Yeah. You just, like, want to make sure that you, yeah, you do take advantage of it. Like, everything from the food to also the activities that you do. Um, but that being said, I know that it can pile up with cost. How is the cost of, uh, you know, travel to food to museum hopping and whatnot, um, how did you budget that? I think in all these places, you know, when, one of the nice things when you are traveling in larger tourist destinations, which all these cities are, you have a much wider range of accommodations. So that's a great way to budget because you can, you know, 
pick something that's, you know, either less expensive or more expensive depending on what you want and the level of luxury and comfort, but that makes it easier to budget. Also, all these cities have great like internal transportation or they're, you know, walking cities. So you're not paying for like taxis or expensive drivers while you're there. Um, so then the only other thing that leaves are the international tickets. And the nice thing about doing a trip like this is you can get great broker tickets if you're if you're flying from city to city mm-hmm. that make it very affordable to not just like fly to Berlin, but fly around in the region and fly back home. So in, in terms of that, I think cities are in a, in a way more affordable. And so this one, this particular trip, I think is, is pretty easy to do. And then your in-country budget for food and stuff, again, that's very discretionary if you're going to, um, you know, cafes or like five-star places. But, you know, all these places have great food. They have great cafes. So you can, you can kind of live well while you're there, I yeah. think, on a variety of budgets. Okay. Was there anything that was, because you travel so much and you go to so many different places, was there anything that was a letdown, you know, or just kind of like missed the mark or, and I guess I'm curious about that, you know, for all your travels, but, you know, since we're talking about Berlin, was there anything that was just like, eh, like that, that missed the mark? I think um, on this particular trip, the place that I booked mm-hmm. for me was, mm-hmm. it was just yeah. like not being able to sleep. You know, when you're already traveling internationally, you lose, you know, your time zone messed up. Right. And so you're already having a hard time sleeping. I think for me, that was Miss Mark. And I kind of know better because people always ask me, do you stay in Airbnbs or do you stay in these apartments? Mm-hmm. And and I kind of know for me that I do like a little more cush comfort sure. around the accommodation just mm-hmm. because, again, you're there for a finite amount of time. You're recovering from jet lag and, and you're and you're doing so much during the day. You're, you're busting wanna, in at all these museums yeah. and art galleries and then going out at night. So it's somewhere nice to, nice you know, to kind you're of going to a rave, rave yeah. aren't you? <laughs> 6 a.m. rave. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I have to sleep. I got to get some rest. So I, yeah, I think it's always worth it to, you know. Really kind of you know, pay attention to your where you're staying. Yeah, and invest in that a yeah. little bit more depending on, you know, where you are and how much time yeah. you're spending. Nice. Yeah, that's that is that is a good question because I'm the type of person where I feel like I'm I'm like, oh, I'm not going to spend that much time in my hotel room. Hotel room, so it doesn't have to be super fancy, but to your point, you do want to be comfortable. Right. It, because all your stuff is there, you're sleeping there, you just you know, so you are more about hotels than Airbnbs and that kind of accommodation. That's my right? personal preference. But again, that also relates back to traveling alone. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's also a good point when I travel with friends or with my sister, um, I'm willing to skimp a little bit more on the accommodations because I'm not. You'll be all together. Yeah, you're like all together and you're going out and you're doing, you're not spending, not that I spend a lot of time in a hotel room regardless, but when I'm by myself, I do like that. The comfort. There's something about having that extra comfort that yeah. to me makes it worth it. Of course. What was um, packing for this particular trip like? Packing during, was, it was during summer, right? Yeah, packing okay. was pretty easy. Um, you know, the one thing when it's hot in summer, you need to change clothes a yeah. little bit more often. Um, and again, at night in some of these locations, it does get a little bit cooler. So I always recommend wearing layers, mm-hmm. having like a light wool sweater, sometimes a jacket, you know, certainly for the plane. And you were constantly on your feet. So yeah, constantly on your feet. So yeah, definitely nice good. Shoes, yeah. 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 Walking shoes anywhere in Europe, really anywhere in the world you go because you're out trekking, you're doing yeah. things. Um, you're much more mobile than you probably are at home. So mm-hmm. walking shoes um, in this region, definitely a must. Yeah. In fact, you never, you know, you're rarely in a situation where you know, unless you're being picked up by a taxi or a driver and you're going out to dinner and then being brought right back to your house, you're usually walking. Okay. So I think it's important even for like your evening clothes or nicer things to have things that you can still walk right. relatively easily. You're not in. uncomfortable. Right. Do you ever feel out of place when you travel? 
You know, like sometimes like when I was in Berlin, I feel like people were looking at me like they knew. Like he's not from here. They know. Like, I don't know. Do you ever have that feeling? I have it not in Berlin actually though because I feel like I – my you know, my – Heritage is right, from that area, and so I, I feel like I fit in better there than here. Like I have that feeling in LA. You oh, know, like, I'm am not... I crossing the streets right? Yeah. Like are people like I don't... right? And so I don't have that much. I feel like I blend more right. in Europe than I do probably in Southern it's, California right. for sure. Um, but there are places where you just stand out so much racially, and that sure. that you just can't avoid that. You know, I mean, I'm just, I feel like I'm always the girl, no matter where I am, LA or another country. <laughs> Like lost all the time. <laughs> oh, that girl is a tourist for sure. <laughs> so I, I'm but it's always LA. standing out. I think, it, I think in certain parts of Asia too, because it's not an individual oriented. They're not individual oriented society. Yeah. So people see you traveling alone as a female. That's just not very common there. Yeah, right. And so then you, yeah. then I kind of feel like more like a little bit more yeah, right. standoutish. Yeah, like a little outed. Right. Um, so going back to the packing situation, it is now time for drum roll. <laughs> Jill's packing hack. So you're. So good at packing super light. Um, what are the what's a tip um, in changing up your look, but being able like that is a problem is to make sure that you look like you're wearing a different outfit every day. But how do you hack that situation so that you're not bringing too much? of anything. Right. So I think one of the great things about traveling is like no one, you know, a few people will see you every day except your fellow travelers. Unless you're, you're taking with. a bunch of selfies. Right. right. And, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I think works the best is really, you know, we talked a lot about layers in the past, about layering clothes, but also taking advantage of low density, low weight accessories. So scarves are a very easy way to change up your look and just kind of make you look dressier when you're you're kind of grungy and walking around. <laughs> you're like put together. Yeah. So um, scarves, you know, even different, like having different sunglasses. Glasses, hats, mm-hmm. um, earrings, you know, Sneakers. having Sneakers. so much, <laughs> having some fun accessories, right. jewelries, if you're a man, ties, yeah. you know, ties, ascots, if, you, if you're going in that direction. Right. But I think just like smaller, thinking about smaller things, because yeah. people really notice those right. first. And so that if you're wearing kind of, you know, monochromatic clothes underneath, just, they don't notice that it could be the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Just you change it up. Yeah, that's really That's basically smart. like the hack to get by without like changing or showering for yeah. several days. <laughs> Just put on you, the, you a, have a, to a shower. Yeah. Like, I have yeah. an ascot on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've rolled yeah. my sleeves. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Jill, thank you as always for taking us through Berlin and the Baltics. Uh, it was great. Appreciate it. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.com. 